Yoda, are you in there? <clears throat> Tired now. Must rest. Well, I just came. It's so long to get here. It's like a really it's a big pain. Do you think we could talk a little while? After my nap. How long is you gonna? How long are you gonna nap? Well, it's kind of a mm, <laughs> metaphor. It is so for all time. No, Yoda, you can't die. Mm, die, I must. I need you. No, you need. Let me rest. <laughs> Yoda, you got a cell phone alert. Last minute bills from Apple. Persistent they are. <laughs> Yoda, I have a question I have to ask you. Ask if you must. Is Darth Vader my father? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Very tired. Must go to sleep. Okay, goodbye. No, Yoda, come on. Don't be like that. Uh, I need to know. Your father he is. Ah, I knew it. Unfortunate this is. Hoping to die before this <laughs> awkward conversation. Wherein it's clear. Lied to you I have <laughs> since beginning of our relationship. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty weird. Uh, okay for a nap now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Alright, toodaloo. <laughs> toodaloo's gonna be your last words? <laughs> Plan it was till you made me, you know, clarify. <laughs> Alright, anything you want. Your last words and then you can pass away. Hmm. Mommy, what is it, dear? I want the Salerno butter cookie. <laughs> I always love it that the commercial. All right, die. Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Bad, 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 bad science. Welcome to Bad Science, everybody. It's another episode. I'm your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and today we are talking about Return of the Jedi. It's the third installment in the Star Wars trilogy. Star Wars movie franchise? How would you say Well, now it's a franchise, but it was originally yeah. just for us. It was the third movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> and why did you say episode six? I'm sure we're going to solve all of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. not even, don't even worry about that. I've, I'm, I'm going to let you guys handle the uh, counting of the episodes. I'm not oh. going to even get into it. I won't even talk about the slanted opening, the slanted, because uh, oh. that stuff, how do they do it? How do they do it? <laughs> <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Movie magic. Yes. Here, let me introduce my guests. They're here joining me for the third time on the podcast. Very honored. Very honored. Uh, I'm very honored <laughs> that you would grace us with your presence three times. Astronomer at JPL, Dr. Barujan Gorgian. Well, thank you. Very happy to be here. And again, uh, very honored to be asked back. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. We love having you, uh, as I'm sure the fans do, and uh, all the people downstairs when you walk by, <laughs> okay. give you high fives, probably. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, uh, Were there high fives today? Yes, it was just one after another. I had to use both hands. It's like a free parade. People think they don't think, but they love science, and they and they if someone knows about science, they think oh, this person may save us. Yeah, it's like a superhero. <laughs> yeah, well, you're a superhero if, in this office. In this office, okay, yes, yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, and of course, we're here with legendary comedian. Why would you say of course? And of uh, course, what, I always say that like could, as if you're here every week. Well, let's say the way you say of course and legendary, you know yeah. what that means? Old. That's what they mean. No, that's, <laughs> that's not what, what that mean. means. I say it for anybody. Some people well, still didn't believe he's still working. I did. This guy. <laughs> it's Andy Kindler, everybody. Thank you. I, I like always think there's going to be some what? applause. Yeah, there should be. I, mean, I hate it when it's from the people in the studio. Well, well how else can I possibly do it? Uh, I need like, like a soundboard. You know, I got one person to laugh at Tom Snyder. 
<laughs> oh, that's a way back joke. There. Going, oh, no, my God. You're going right back to the middle of my stuff. That's, 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 that's yeah, like uh, almost current for me. <laughs> <laughs> almost current. Tom Snyder reference. Um, I mean, what do you? how would you, should I bring like a boombox next time and have like applause? No, uh, no. Electric? No, I'm sorry. I have ADHD and OCD. I'm already We're forgot, all, I already forgot the bit I was doing. Yeah, okay. there is no more bit. So you don't want the Tom Snyder? Oh. <laughs> that actually sounds like uh, what's his name from this yes, movie? Yes. Oh. Job of the Hutt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I know I was very excited because I guessed the names of most of the actors. You uh, guessed the names? What does that mean? Well, I, I know Alec Guinness. I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I, you don't yeah. have you don't walk walk around going, oh, Sir Alec Guinness. <laughs> oh, right, right, okay. And gotcha. I it took me an hour to find out it was Lawrence Harvey, and then I still didn't know. <laughs> Even after you guessed it, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so yeah, Return of the Jedi. I hadn't seen it for many years, but I did see it when I was little. Um, I'm going to save my opinion on it for after you guys share yours, okay. just in case I don't want to. I don't know, taint it. So, what do you guys think? Who wants to go first? Give me your thoughts. You can give me your like all Star Wars thoughts or just Return of the Jedi thoughts. Up to you guys. I'll go quickly because I'm not a very smart man and I'm not articulate. I don't bring a lot to the table. And I complain afterwards about what was on the table. Ladies. Ladies. Uh, I'd seen Star Wars in the theater. See, some of these movies, you kids are too... Uh, I'm the oldest person here, but let's not get further into it than that. But I saw these movies... Uh, so I saw Star Wars in the theater. This one I don't remember. This one I was like, have I seen this movie? But then I remember when you see a scene like, a, 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 like where... A, or a plane goes around a tree, and then, right. like, you know, I've seen that. That's a classic. <laughs> and plus, I'm no scientist, but that's actually the way that, that actual b- bomb works. It always wrapped itself around the thing. <laughs> so, I, first of all, I did enjoy the movie. I sound like a, a teenage book talk, which I used to do when I was <laughs> a kid. I did like the movie. Uh, but I didn't, uh, but you know, I forget about whether I love the movie. I, I didn't, uh, uh, I think maybe I'm like an old Jewish man now. It's like, what are they saying? <laughs> Why are they, what's going on? Yeah. And, and I saw, and I love the spirit behind it, but I, I still think, you know, I started to build a case against George Lucas in the sense that he has to have borrowed all of these, like, uh, storylines, right? Oh, I mean, he's admitted. I mean, he want, he was trying to bring back uh, the serials from the '40s and '50s, right. Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers, as well as the westerns and so on. So he's completely said that he just wanted to update it for a new audience. So but in that sense, he, he d- disguise it somewhat or I, <laughs> throw me a bone. Okay, he, maybe he didn't disguise it enough. <laughs> there you go. No, I, I thought, you know what it is. I think he's got a very simplistic almost view the things that's great about him aren't in his words they're yes. in uh, they're in the motions and everything because yeah, I could yeah. st- like, when I see that y- Yoda yeah Yoda I could cry oh every my God. time I see that that's so, the cutest so, man uh, not <laughs> enough Yoda in this uh, no movie. for sure yeah. very yeah. little Yoda yeah. and he just basically claims like well I'm about to die yeah and then die yeah <laughs> and Jabbo that guy is clean up his act yeah, like Jabba. He's like, Head he's on like the a, treadmill, my friend. Talk about Jabba the Hut. Is that who it was? <laughs> yep, yep, that's the guy. That's him. He uh, that's the as advertised. Yeah. You know, yeah, I could have used one less slimy tongue uh, a thing. moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I read, by the way, just a quick fun fact that to get that sound of Jabba the Hut like moving or doing something with his mouth, they ran their hand through cheese casserole. <laughs> so I thought that was fun. Yeah. I am glad though. This was back in the days, and uh, as a scientist. I know you're way in on this. This was back in the days where they still had the fluorescent sabers. 
You know what I mean? They hadn't gone. They <laughs> had not LED. gone to the LEDs yet. <laughs> right, right. So I was wondering if they're the, the new phaser, uh, the new uh, not phasers, uh, wrong franchise. <laughs> yeah, light sabers. Yeah. Light sabers. I would imagine if they're more energy efficient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so wait. Let me just ask you this. I guess more specifically, do you? Is there? Is this your favorite of the original three? Uh, no, because I think Star Wars was my favorite. Because when Star Wars came out. You have to put yourself back in someone my age, going to a theater. We tied up our horse to a thing. <laughs> uh, the only thing, my only knowledge of air of air travel was when I would make these little planes myself. Mm-hmm. And this a little trick. You put a little, and maybe you'll tell me why this is so brilliant, mm-hmm. put a little toothpaste on the end of your uh, paper plane. Oh. It goes fast, and then it dives, and you still learn nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very impressive. So I still like the first one the best. Okay. Empire Strikes re- Back, I think, was uh, the second one. Would I think you- I would say the Empire Strikes Back second, and this okay. one I would say uh, third, but almost sixth. Almost six? It's almost uh, matches its episode number. Ooh, okay. you, oh, wait, but is that, are you saying no, that's like, the yeah, newer it's ones? Very oh, nice, okay, very yeah, nice. Yeah. No, no ones I refuse to see because the kids <laughs> tell me don't see it. Yeah. yeah. I saw that movie Probably where everyone the hates him. Uh, George him. Lucas movie. It's a documentary. Oh, I didn't see. That. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've seen the ads for it, but I haven't. Everyone seen Everyone hates movie George yet. Lewis. George Lucas. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's like a new. Well, it was just this idea of you know with the prequels and everything, and people you know love George Lucas, and then suddenly they hate George Lucas, and they're oh. trying to interview you know sort of this attitude change of you know what people thought what about happened. you know what happened with you know how what's the connection also between you, you whatever you like and the person who created whatever you liked, oh, and then sure. when they move on. Do they create something that then you don't like? What does that mean? So And he couldn't sense. move on because here's the thing I'll say yeah. to wrap up my section of the show, because I have a dozen number is that uh, there were sometimes when I was delightfully in, in uh, involved in the world of the outer space. Yeah. And then there were other times I was like that, that looks like a, a horrible cartoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I know why he wanted to go back. But he should never have gone back. Yeah. Right, right. The, the charm of the movie, yeah. he just ruined, uh, you know, that's why I would yeah. never see any new ones. I got you. That makes sense. All right. So, uh, like you, I, I actually am old enough to have seen Star Wars in the theaters. I saw it originally, we were visiting the United States at the time in 1977, and I saw it both at the Coronet in San Francisco and at the Chinese in L.A., so both the iconic theaters on the West Coast that were showing it. Wow. Blew me away. Complete. I mean, I was a Star Trek fan already, but this was just something that transported you at the time. This was just so different from everything else that you'd seen. So, truly fell in love. It's one of those life-changing moments. Um, and w- Inspired and, you to take n- on your Well, career? not quite. M- mostly, in this, I, I was already very much involved in loving space. And that's the thing, is I can mm. never sort of separate my love of space and my love of science fiction. Is that, did I love science fiction because I loved space? I mean, I loved Space 1999, Star Trek, and so on. Sort of these very early uh, uh, 70s shows and so on. And then, uh, but I also remember going to a planetarium and one day when we, uh, just bouncing off the walls after we came out and, and that was a you know, pure real science kind of presentation. Wow. Yeah. So it was just always connected for me but Star Wars just stood out. Just There was a something that as an eight-year-old sitting in the theater watching the Millennium Falcon jump to light speed was just amazing and you were just there and I didn't even speak English very much at the time and I was like it spoke to me <laughs> and this goes to what you were saying about you know what's not the written word and how Lucas presented it it was something much broader yes. it was the experience of it and then 
we'd moved to the United States in, by 1980 and so saw The Empire Strikes Back, blown away by it, even though it wasn't as upbeat and everything. And so, sure. but leaves you with that huge cliffhanger. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, you know, he says, Darth Vader is Luke's father, but is he? Where we, 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 for a while, we actually questioned that. Was that a trick that he was trying to make? Right. Luke trying to join the dark side. And so Jedi was the reveal, was this. And that's why there's this ah. important question Luke asks Yoda and why there should have been more Yoda. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is Darth Vader my father? And and you're waiting, at, you know, pins and needles to see if there was no, he was tricking you. Or, but yeah. no, it was. And so it, it, it. And by the way, there is a really funny moment there with Yoda where he doesn't answer yeah, yeah, him yeah, at yeah. first, where he just says, like, I must rest yeah. or whatever he oh, says. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about, man? This guy's yeah. asking you a really important question yeah. right now. He's <laughs> just going to brush it off like, well, yeah, talk about yeah. that. Let me close my eyes. <laughs> and die forever. Yeah. I, I just did Johnny Carson doing the uh, Tea Time movie. Oh. No. <laughs> no. The fork in the road. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, sorry. So, no, no, that's uh, – and but so – when I first saw Jedi, and my mom allowed me to skip school to see it because she knew how important it was to me and my brother, and she actually came with Whoa, us. Oh, cool mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then uh, we we watched it, and the, when you, the first time you saw it, it was an amazing capstone to the entire trilogy. But over the years, as you see it, it just doesn't hold up, partly because there, it's it's just an ending. There is not as much character development. Right. Uh, the the plot itself, you, it more or less goes exactly where you think it's going to go. There aren't that many more surprises. Whatever surprise there was, you already know now yeah, that you yeah. know, Vader is Luke's father and so on. So at the end of the day, um, I think it's sort of dropped a little bit as time went on the spectacle but the spectacle of it is still amazing the nowadays with computer graphics having 30 ships flying around blowing each other up is nothing yeah but at the time again it was just something we'd never seen before yeah even just that in the the trailer i remember i went to movies just to see the return of the jedi trailer Whoa. before wow. it came out yeah. because That's it was pretty... so amazing yeah um, well i had i'm from new york so i went to the world's fair right <laughs> so you know you have your little dreams I went in the Bell Telephone Pavilion and uh, pretended I was in a tiny uh, phone. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. No, but this is interesting, like, uh, different children we were. Because, yeah. like, uh, I... Uh, just to give you an example, the world... Uh, well, I don't have one example. The worst movie, the scariest uh, experience I ever had as a kid, I saw the movie um, about uh, Helen Keller called The Miracle Worker. Yeah. Right. My parents thought it was a Disney film. Mm-hmm. And because I wasn't, re- it was absolutely horrifying. I was like five years old, and I couldn't <laughs> understand why is this person that they're beating her up and she can't talk. So, but it was like certain things when I first loved them, you know, I can remember. And so I'm trying to think. I don't know if I, I don't know if it was so much the in the particulars of the fights and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. that never really. For some, I'm trying to think. I always liked that as a kid, but it never really like. <gasps> I, I didn't have that reaction to it. Got you. Although Jurassic Park I did, but it's the worst movie I think ever made. Jurassic Park's the worst <laughs> movie it's ever made? It's a terrible movie. Oh, okay. I like Jurassic Park. You mean with the guy with the lawyers sitting in the bathroom? Oh, and, the uh, get, gets eaten. Uh, yeah, I'm, little, I'm, being hyperbo- I'm being yeah. hyperbolic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's like, it, it's, you know. Yeah. But, but yeah, for me, Jedi, though, is, um, I mean, Empire Strikes Back, I think, over the years, I think, has held up better yeah, in terms yeah. of that. Uh, but I think Jedi is better... It, than Star Wars because in particular Star Wars still just because of the technology shows its age even with the mm. special editions they have real 70s haircuts the guys not, you know, right, Princess right. Leia's is just a weird one but if you have the over the ear sort of floppy uh, kind of and yeah. there's aspects of it which are just 
almost making it, but not quite there. But but by the if you look at Empire Strikes Back and Jedi, you cannot place when they were made. That is, you you can't. But if you look at like one million years BC with Raquel Welch, you know it was made in the '60s because <laughs> the makeup that they did and the giant. I, so there's something very. Or you see Cleopatra. You see the, yeah. sort of the movie making of the time is imprinted on it. But yeah. by and Star Wars has some of that. But Empire and Jedi, they're they're removed from that. You can't really tell that this was. You can sort of look at some of the effects, but once once they clean them up, that was about it. You can't tell. Mm-hmm. There's no signature of that. Blade Runner is the same as well. You can't say. Was that made in 1980, 1990, 19, right, yeah. not 1970s because the technology, but yeah, that's the thing. And so Star Wars still has some of that. So to me, I still lo- enjoy Jedi. There's just a, particularly the final battle scene is amazing just yeah. on, the, on the Endor moon. I mean, that's most and, of the film, like, I and would it say. Is, yeah, it's right? a more, yeah. And, but I will once again say I cannot separate what I liked from my experiences of having waited three years to see that movie, to see the conclusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very psyched up. <laughs> Were you disappointed then? No, 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 I was not disappointed. Thrilled, I was thrilled, yeah. but it was one of those things that I saw, saw it many times and I enjoyed it every time, but over the years... You 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 can gain some perspective. Yeah. In you know some distance from it helps, but at the end of the day, at the, those moments where you first experience those images, it's just in your brain linked in a way that you can't separate it. And and it was such a pleasurable, wonderful experience for me. So mm-hmm. I still enjoy seeing Return of the Jedi. And regardless of how we can sort of break down episodes one, two, and three that Lucas did later, yeah, I wasn't. Fourteen, right? I, and 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 golden there, age. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the thing is there's a uh, writer Harold Nelson said the golden age of science fiction is when you're twelve. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so I well shouldn't said. have been masturbating. Good night, everybody. <laughs> you are a wonderful crowd. <laughs> then the usher came over and said, oh, "Sir, <laughs> this is ridiculous." The um, I, I would say like the Matrix is kind of like that for me. Please cut out everything I was... I've said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mic's off. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a two-way conversation. Um, yeah, I feel like just I don't know. I related to what you were saying because I, when I saw that, I had that feeling of like I've never seen something yeah. like this before. This totally blows me away, and I can still watch it now and appreciate it. But I see how it aged also, and things are kind of silly, mm-hmm. or I look at the holes in it maybe. Um, but with Return of the Jedi, obviously, it was still an old movie yeah. when yeah. I was little, and I still enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. found it. Uh, a lot less satisfying than the first two. Yeah. I really like the storytelling in the first two and the unpredictability, I guess, of just like you're not sure where this is going or what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And this movie just seemed to be really spelled out from the get-go, it's just kind of like this is what's this is what's going to happen, and then that and less is less job of the less job of the hut, lot of job of the more, hut, more uh, more uh, you know going. Oh, my favorite part yep. was the. Uh, the, uh, the, the 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 forest moons Endor? no the, uh, the, the the speeder bikes the speeder bikes holy yeah, no, moly. Yeah. going the through the forest that, yeah really how fun. did they make it that I really it was almost like being on the ride so they I read they filmed it like with a camera that was going one frame per second and they just like walked through yeah, and then the sped yeah. it up they, and they it felt like got you're on the there. guy who invented the Steadicam Whoa. to modify it for their purposes for that so that it could do the one frame per second. Damn. And so, so he was the one who had the harness with the camera on walking through these forests. So then, of course, when you play it at regular speed, it sped up enormously. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So no, great. Yeah. yeah, that was a really Made fun really sequence. Like- yeah. Yeah. When was but, 2001, but 2001 made? It's to, this this year is the uh, 50th anniversary, 1968. Wow. See, because I felt that was more, that one 
was more impressive to me in terms of like this is a, a, a new world, new world that's happening that I don't understand, and mm-hmm. this guy's upside down. He's walking <laughs> on top of the thing. Yeah. So that that was the, I. Whereas I saw this other the Jedi more is more like a feel good movie that I wasn't necessarily focusing that much on the uh, right. special effects. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would say it's a lot less dramatic. I mean, I guess besides the Luke and Vader stuff. That's the funny thing is at the time, of course, it, it was in, very impactful. The big conflict, but. Watching it again just recently, mm-hmm. that's the time when I still get much more emotionally involved with the movie is mm-hmm. the father and the son conflict, mm-hmm. him protecting his sister. The right. threat, yeah. it, all of that is much speaks to me much more now th- than I think it did when I saw it in 1983. And, yeah. and I think there's a lot less of that. You're right. I mean, there's a lot more of it that seems to be preordained. And, and the job of the Hutsines are... Remember, when I first saw it, which it was fine, but I remember when, again, even at the time... It's like these Java scenes. You know, I wondered the third or fourth time I was seeing the movie. I'm like, this is not the part I came here to see. This I know movie it's for. crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. And he, I read that he wanted to do like the cantina scene over again with like better effects. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of why they did that. What a silly idea, in my opinion. Why do the same thing <laughs> yeah. over again but, with different? I don't. Well, know. What do you mean the same Star Wars bar scene? Or? Yeah, yeah, right. He yeah, wanted I to see. like redo that. He was very unhappy with the creatures in the bar scene. He wanted it to be truly alien. And right, then, they use what, like stock masks. I, I, I there's some stock the masks, one. but also just the masks. The, the guy who was making the masks unfortunately got sick during that time, and so he Whoa. couldn't finish the masks that they were or see, finishing like, to that the level. That scene is great, though. Yeah, cantina scene. I, I really like. Yeah, yeah. And then this one, I don't know, it just felt weird or like forced or I don't know what well, it was. But that's the thing is that the, the, the part of the problem, and of course, once you get some distance to it, is that Return of the Jedi is Star Wars done with better special. It's just the first virg- special edition effectively because yes. oh, he see. was yeah. he has another Death Star that they got to go and blow up. He's yes. got the you know creature scenes and Tatooine and there's a lot of things that he repeated because he You're felt right. now he could do it right. Mm-hmm. But I think that really came at the cost of as the dramatics or the thing that made it work was the mythology. I mean, the Star yeah. Wars and Empire had really played with the mythology. This played with the mythology some, but it just didn't have as much of it, I think. Yeah. And I think that's why you like The Matrix, because it's so mythic. Two yeah, and three yeah. are not quite the same. No. And But the first one, I, when I saw it, the funniest thing is I'm like, this is... The, the Star Wars for kids today. I could tell just by seeing it. I wasn't having the same reaction, but I could somehow see it. I'm like, if I was <laughs> 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, this would be like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I want to quickly comment because did you guys watch the one that I watched, which was like the remake edition or whatever, like from 97, I think? No, I'm, I did the original theatrical version. Oh. Yeah. Is that what I was supposed to watch? So, oh, it's yeah, fine matter. either it, way. It, but it's, Of all the ones that have been changed, Jedi has changed the least, actually, oh, comparatively okay. speaking. I don't yeah. know how much the other ones were changed. Yeah. But I can tell you that the CGI that they put into yeah. this movie looks so so out of place. It looks. I I don't know how you feel about it, but to me it was just like random uh, creature that CGI dancing and singing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was I was watching it alone, but I was looking around, yeah. thinking, well, "Am I nuts? <laughs> what is happening?" Here? No, that was. That's the largest amount that they added. And again, it's one of these things. Is like, really, this was the thing you thought the movie was missing? Yeah. This segment, which was sort of a nice sidebar during the movie, <laughs> sure. suddenly it's. Literally show stopping. It stops the movie, yeah. and then you have <laughs> yeah. this musical scene. You're like, okay. Why do we care about this song? Why yeah. do we care about this person well, dancing? Yeah. Well, let me say that when you see the things like uh, I have a rudimentary understanding of everything, <laughs> but when you see those scenes where, oh, 
what am I looking at? And then you see that they've put he's put real people in in various parts of the thing. You know what I'm saying? In the, like you'll see pe- real people walking around. Uh-huh. So that makes you think, oh, that's all real people there. Right, but right. But then if you look closely again, it's like a paper mache. I don't know what it is. Really. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, a puppet or some crap. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've seen the original version so many times, and I just was w- trying to remember which ones were the editions. So that's why I watched the special edition. But it okay. was just a matter of trying to pinpoint what the, you know, because I'd forgotten what the other the one was, and it was probably equally or more shocking to mm-hmm. me was that they put Anakin uh, Hayden Christensen yeah. in the end of the movie yeah which to me was almost oh, well who's who, which one's Anakin he's again? the one is that he's something where you spell it backwards it yeah. sounds like a backwards name <laughs> yeah. is it yeah, you spell backwards and Satan or something <laughs> yeah he's Satan no he's a lot of people might agree with that uh, no he's the guy that plays uh, Darth oh. Vader when he's young, Anakin. I get it. In the in the newer movies, in the newer gotcha. three, and they CGI'd him, this current actor, into this 1983 film, and it just looks. I don't know. I completely was taken out of it in that moment. Oh yeah, because yeah. it would have been a nice moment because yeah. you have the ghosts there or the spirit of uh, Yoda and of Obi Wan, and it's like you know they stay with him, and I yeah. love that. But to throw in <laughs> Darth <laughs> Vader as a young person, he's <clears throat> never met Darth Vader when he's young. Right. He yeah. doesn't even know what he looks like. Oh, I, I agree. I, I just started. I started. Just can't stop thinking about Billy D. Williams. I've been thinking about him <laughs> okay. since last night. I'm thinking about what is the genesis of this character is. I can't even figure out. It was like, it almost seems like they were making 50 or 60 movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It's like, so I couldn't stop watching individual things because I know Billy D. Williams from other things. Right, right. So, and then I'm starting to think about, like, a lot of times I'm thinking about race when I see movies mm-hmm. because a lot, I got an argument many, many, many years ago with a, a well, doesn't matter. Ex-girlfriend of mine, when I saw the Gone with the Wind at her house with her family, I was like saying, I, I don't really like the characterizations of the black people in this movie. And they were arguing, they weren't really arguing, but they were saying, well, that was the way more things were back then. But that's not really the way they were. It's more like there's a political message in Gone with the Wind and so I'm, so like I noticed in this movie, there were, you'd see Billy D. Williams and you'd see somehow be another black guy you know what I mean? I was yeah, conscious yeah. of seeing, and I was also conscious of like, there's a guy who's flying with them, and you, they don't really develop his character much, right? And but he's like, to me, that really bothered me because it was like classic. Okay, and now we're going to add the other guy in, yeah. right, who goes, right. "I'm uh, I'm on her tail, Schmeckle." You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even know what. The, and also, I want to tell you, as a person who does not like these movies with the chases as much as everybody else, when you the re, one of the reasons why you don't like to watch all these chases, and because you really can't figure out for someone like me. What's going on? I don't know what's yeah, who's going chasing on. Chasing whom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, it is, is it impossible to really because there's really no linear thing to it? No, right? part. It's partly it's meant to be. It was trying to recreate World War Two air battle movies, so that you're seeing this pilot and then that pilot and then there's there's this guy shot, shoots this guy down, and so some of it you're not meant to follow. Some of it is just right. instantaneously cutting to this person who either gets blown up or blows up somebody. Right. Yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be chaotic. Yeah. yeah. See, there's no yeah. plot points. Yeah. There. yeah. But in terms of Billy D. Williams and, and, and Lucas specifically said he was criticized that there were no black actors in the original Star Wars so he specifically said I'm going to have one in the next one because he felt 
you know, that, that, that was not him and that he needed to, you know, and, mm. and Lionel Calrissian is definitely one of the most popular characters to yeah. come out of that. Yeah. And uh, there's not enough of him, I think, in yeah. Jedi. I mean, he was, was much totally, more interesting and great in Empire Strikes Back. Totally agree. I, I loved, actually, the interaction between him and Han Solo yeah, yeah. when For, they're, like... And the brief moment. It's yeah. like, yeah, brief moment, but yeah. I was just thinking, like, oh, these are two really charismatic guys in this universe. Yeah. Why not have them hang out more, go yeah. on a mission together, whatever the hell, and that's it. It, you know, he just says like, "Ah, you're crazy enough to do it." Yeah. Ah, see you later. We're gonna part ways. Yeah. Like, you know, Harrison's <laughs> character is so funny because I always think of things like, from the comedy aspect. You know, like it's so interesting to see this movie without knowing some of the things I've heard of the later movies, where there's like a very in, is there an insulting comedic character in the later movies that everyone? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Right. Yeah, that people. I mean, like sometimes says unbelievably horrible things. Right? Yeah, yeah. So I could see that you could see how. RD22 and 3CPO <laughs> could go that way if they weren't great. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? Right. So like I was like saying, so like, to me it's like I, f- I see this like George Lucas is almost he's got this view of I'm going to make the great I'm going to be a Frank, uh, Frank Capra I'm going to make these great things. Yeah. And he had a lot of great things but sometimes I think he's like a confused. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also he's you said he it's a time period where he needed to put he felt he wanted to put a black person yeah. in the movie. Right. So to me, it's fascinating to see. You kind of know that when you're watching it. And then you just think about how hard it must have been on every level of this to be a black character in the movie, to be the, to be, to be knowing that you weren't putting them in. Right, so, right. So. But that's the thing is I think what's funny is that this is the second movie that Billy D. Williams is in, which he felt a lot less forced in Again, just because they're sort of finishing things off from the second one, yeah. the character is very organically there in 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 the second Empire Strikes Back. So, yes. um, but I think the main thing. Uh, well, when did it come in? Uh, so Empire Strikes Back was 1980, which is when he uh, Billy oh, Dee Williams' his character Lionel Calrissian was introduced, and right. uh, and that was far better than it's far more interesting character. He's got a lot more to do, but again, it's it's hard to sort of split the movies into three because they're supposed to be one story, and the middle part is all the character development and all the twists and the whatevers. Sure, but still, I mean, watching the movie in and of it by itself does have leave you a little bit like oh, it hmm. feels thin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I want to say that uh, they're. I read something here. I'm going to read it about women in the movie. So there are several women among the rebel pilots seen uh, during the briefing aboard Home One who never actually appear in the battle sequence, though at least three were known to have filmed cockpit scenes for the battle. When you see the cockpit scenes, it's all dudes. Uh, one of these actresses did survive into the final cut of the film. One of the A-Wing pilots is actually a woman redubbed by a male actor. It's unclear exactly why the women were cut, but it's been speculated that there were concerns that audiences would be made uncomfortable by the thought of women being killed during a battle sequence. Wow. I had not heard that, actually. Wow. I mean, I did know that there was that there were women pilots that they talked about them. I didn't know they'd actually filmed them because they're obviously in the briefing scene. Right. Um, but yeah, I did not know that they were cut and, you know, and, and I did know one was I'm like, is that a guy or a girl? Because it doesn't sound like it, but it looks like it. And uh, There you go. Well, it's also gratuitous. I felt like, you know, I'm looking at Carrie Fisher. Like, she's hot. Yeah. She, so like, yeah. If I'm, and that's like, She's a little bit too hot. I mean, they're making I mean, I think her that was bit... her call, though. I think in oh, the other, really? yeah, I think in the yeah. other movies, she was saying that she's just too. Oh, I could see that where she's got the the curly curl. Yeah. Curls. Well, the, that, that's the funny thing because in the original, because science fiction of that sort of this is not even science fiction. This is some sort of fantasy kind of with space based fantasy. That kind of movie, the reputation from all the way from the B movies 
to Barbarella was always to have the busty blonde or you know a bombshell kind of thing. And Lucas wanted to avoid that for the original Star Wars, so he had Carrie Fisher tape down her breasts. Oh, so that she would be less feminine for that too, so that it wouldn't fall into that. Can't we have a happy medium? No, I mean I thought she looked great anyway, but Uh, I was like, I was like, I was conscious. Are they showing? But that was. But in Jedi, Lucas felt that he'd broken the mold and therefore could go for something like this. But then again, it's become a quite a bone of contention in terms of, you know, on the one hand, it's objectification. On the other hand. She's the one who chokes Jabba with her right, bare that's right. hands. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which I read was a homage to the Godfather uh, when they killed oh, the Luca Brasi. Brasi. Yeah. Right. yeah. Was that not supposed to turn me on that scene? Or um, am I the bad guy? People are into different stuff. Yeah, right. Whatever exactly. you want to do. Just accept myself for who I am. Yeah. Well, can't you do that? How long has it been? Just accept yourself for who you are, man. Uh, it keeps changing. <laughs> oh, well, that's going to be a problem. Uh, yeah, Lucas was the uh, assistant editor on The Godfather, which mm, I yeah. didn't know. Oh, So that was wow. pretty cool. But speaking, uh, oh, I mean, he and uh, Francis Ford Coppola were friends from a long time ago, yeah. and they still are. Uh, but the one thing talking about editors, and I think that's one of the critical things talking about um, all of the original Star Wars movies, is that um, Lucas... It's very hard to tell right now who was influential on him, but I think as he got bigger and bigger, he started listening less to others. Oh, yeah, you can tell And that. therefore, I think there was less self-editing or editing to, in response to colleagues. I don't know for a fact, but I think to some extent you can sort of see that even more in the later episodes. But I think yeah. for the first two, he was still operating on under, you know, is this going to work? How are we going to do this and whatever? Right. But by Jedi, I think he was, you know, he had the money, he had the independence and, you know, there's just going to do it. Yeah. And it's his vision and he wanted his vision to be the one, which is, yeah, yeah artistically, Wasn't that's there what like you want. like a little pack I saw a thing of, of, of him and uh, Ford Coppola and like Scorsese or something. Yeah, no, they're, 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 yeah there they were a all... whole group of them with Spielberg as well and John yeah. Milius. And, and so Lucas th- would like show them early they would all show each other the early yeah, versions of like, them. I yeah. don't know about yeah. this, man. <laughs> but I mean, and, and Lawrence Kasdan uh, co-wrote the script for Empire right. Strikes Back. And also, the big chill was the yeah. director. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but and and but Lucas, I think that's my sense. And again, this is one of these impressions that you have that you can never have any actual, you know. Right. And even even the artists themselves can't possibly say. I mean, this was closer to his vision than he than he'd been able to achieve previously with both Star Wars and Empire. But yeah. at the same time, I feel that talking about editing is that there was some level of sort of streamlining and redoing things which happened a great deal on I think Star Wars and Empire partly because of both the actual editors one of whom was his wife and his wife was also the editor uh, on Jedi uh, Marsha Lucas oh okay so I have some uh, I have some trivia on the yeah. movie that I thought uh, you, you is might... trivia involved with this movie I find that very hard <laughs> to believe like nerdy you... people would yeah yeah, like, like some would... interesting it's shocking, yes, facts yeah. how many fingers are on the glove of the schmuckle <laughs> yeah of the schmuckle <laughs> my favorite character yeah. uh, I thought you'd like this one the emperor's chair I, I noticed that it was mm. like you know it was moving yeah. like it's mechanical to, to rotate um, but it wasn't working properly I guess when they were filming it so uh, the actor had to shuffle his feet to move really? the chair and his character is so 
evil and yeah. like all knowing and confident and arrogant. And I thought that's probably so funny Good. on yeah. set <laughs> that he has to move his own chair. Uh, this is off topic, but once I was, as you know, everyone knows I smoke pot. I'm smoking it now. But once I was in a, my friend's car and he has a Cadillac and we were smoking, I was getting really, really high. And I thought I was having a heart attack oh, no. because he had heated seats. <laughs> so I, I, at first I couldn't talk. It's like, I'm going to have to say it. And then I just blurted out, we got to go to the emergency room. My heart's on fire. <laughs> My heart's on fire. Just slightly warm in your yeah. seat. Uh, that's great. So Jabba the Hutt, uh, your favorite character, Andy. Who did the voice of Jabba the Hutt? I don't know who did. Do you I know don't who know, did I that? don't know. I just know that there are three people who played hey. the puppet. Uh, uh. I could it's, have gotten more work back then <laughs> if I could have done these. I always say I'm going to cry. <laughs> I don't see why you why can't not? get work right yeah. now. Right. Well, well, there's other reasons. Because he's speaking a different... <laughs> so, I mean, technically it's Ben Burt because he put together the language because he only speaks this foreign... Uh, oh, Matisse. the sound guy. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Ben Burt, who did the languages that created all the languages, presumably... It's, it's, I don't know if it's him personally, but, you know, he put all of that he together. How much language... Is there, like, a lot of language? Um, not quite in the sense of creating a full-on full language, language right, yeah. but what he would do is mix other foreign languages together so that these new wor- you would be and he did that starting it's from like the original yeah from yeah. the very early from Star Wars when the Jawas are talking and then he would try and make a different one he did one for the Ewoks and the Hatties and so on right. so I don't know if but there was any you know, individual speaker who... I'm not sure, yeah. I kept looking for the three-dimensional chess. Ooh. That's a different... That's a, is that a Star Trek movie? Yeah, that's a Star uh, Trek reference, oh, okay. yes. Uh, so Stuart Freeborn uh, had a team that it took three months to build Jabba the Hutt. It cost $500,000 to make and weighed 2,000 pounds. Oof. Oh, my God. So you're saying that it's... For some reason, I couldn't tell how large it was. It's really large. It's, it's very big. Huge, yeah. yeah. Oh. And there, I think there was people in there, too. Yeah, there's, and like there's three people. Yeah, there's, yeah. The, the, there's, there's three people inside. One crazy? one right arm, one the other one you know, moving the uh, the mouth. And then there's one... There's actually a... Uh, it was a dwarf who would you know do the tail. Right, and, right. And then... There are people who, with remote controls, controlling the eyes and so uh, insane. Yeah, um, it reminds me. I did this a thing on for Disney, and this guy had created these puppets, mm-hmm. and he said uh, he has a, a bachelor of arts in puppetry. He goes to one of the few schools. I said, uh, I said that's pretty cool. He goes. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> News to me. Is it really that cool? Is it pretty it made cool? Made me laugh so hard. Um, okay, so in Jabba's palace, the main chamber is connected to the entrance by a short flight of stairs. And when filming the scene, they realize R2-D2 enters the chamber and that he can't go downstairs. So <laughs> I thought... That oh, you was, mean technically can't go downstairs. Right. Like his... They can't show him going downstairs because there's no way for him to go downstairs. <laughs> oh, is that going to... Is that going to the thing that's going to make people watch the... Write the letters? <laughs> yeah, I guess Finally. so. So they had to move the camera. They, like, show them coming in and then they move the camera to the left uh, past the stairs and then they manually moved R2-D2 over the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing is if you and this is you get it when you you know evidence of a misspent youth and watch the movie way too many times when yeah. they're entering from the main gate mm-hmm. as you know the whole thing comes up and R2 is just rushing in and 3PO is coming it's also stepped. Oh. Except They've put a little ramp of dirt in the middle okay, so that R2 can come down it and hit the, the big green guard and so on. Yeah. But what's interesting is our Anthony Daniels, who's in the C-3PO suit, he also 
changes his direction to go down the ramp because it would have been easy because it's hard for him to go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> but so if you look at it, you can see just oh, there's this one little dirt ramp in the middle of this long, randomly placed one step, and the droid goes down it, and the other droid, so which you can say, hey, droids needed to go down those steps, so they made That's the right. little ramp. <laughs> uh, this is not really, I guess, trivia, but this is just kind of leads me to something interesting. So the Death Star Two, I guess that's what it's called, right? Uh, the power source is called a hypermatter reactor, which okay. we don't have. Never mentioned in the movie. We never mentioned the movie, and we don't have that in reality. We have reactors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the standard energy source for all spacecraft in the Star Wars universe. And I just saw a report in the last, I think it was like a week ago or something, that there's a Chinese fusion reactor that gets six times hotter than the sun. The team operating it, uh, it's called a, an EAST. It's called an Experimental Advanced Superconducting Tokamak. Yeah. You know about this? Yeah, yeah. I just read the article about it. Of course it. he knows. <laughs> this is the kind of thing. I'm just this making is sure. Where he goes, yes, I know about no, it. No, no, and no, where no. someone like me, I, I, I think it's fake, fake news. <laughs> the Chinese? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Chinese, sure. So this thing, um, I'll lead you into it, because obviously I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but uh, it's the reactor's internal plasma can reach 100 million degrees Celsius, which is 212 million Fahrenheit. Okay, well, that makes more sense. <laughs> that's hot, right? Uh, which is six times hotter than the sun and doesn't have any net power generation uh, and can hold it for 10 seconds. Yeah, so, I mean, this is the idea. I mean, the, the, what powers the sun if we can re- replicate it here on Earth? All our energy problems are solved. Forget, you know, all of uh, Oil, clean coal, natural your clean favorite coal. Yeah. clean coal. <laughs> all, all of that is set aside. And and uh, it's been, you know, people have been working on it a, great, a long time. And whoever makes the breakthrough, whoever owns that technology, or at least, you know, patents that technology, Whoa. is going to be, you know, the most powerful group that there is in the future. Yeah. And, of course, Chinese have uh, put a lot of money into it. The United States over the years has put a lot of money into it. So have the Europeans. Now the U.S. and the Europeans have just basically given up going it on their own. Now they have a joint effort between the U.S. and Europe to try and make Whoa, fusion. China? Yeah. Uh, and so, but the critical part of it, it is that it's not just how hot you can get it and whether you can get fusion going. That has all happened. The question is, can you do it in a sustainable fashion where you're getting more energy out than you're putting in? And that's the main right. thing. Why is it difficult to sustain? Or is it's, that going to be over my head? Well, no, no. I mean, it's over my head. I mean, this is not the area that I'm uh, an expert at, um, nor have studied. But fundamentally, the main things that I've read up over the years is that as you get things that hot and you, the way to you need to contain it, it becomes very unstable. That is, literally just becomes... It sloshes around too much to keep it in the state that you need it to stay to be generating the energy. So it generates the energy, more energy, things want to go expand. And then so you know you want to push it back in. But then if you so it's this back and forth, what are called plasma instabilities and so on. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that have been very hard to. Very amorphous, it sounds to me, yeah. if not mercurial. <laughs> How am I doing? Anything You're doing great. You're doing great. Yeah, those mercurial are all words. Yeah. They're all words. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, great. for sure. Wow, this is amazing. So, so this could, does this mean like it will happen or you just never know what form things will Well, happen? that's the thing is that this is one of those areas where, I mean, literally, you know, billions and billions have been spent for right now, essentially, in terms of you know energy out is almost zero results. But the point is, this is an on or off kind of thing. You can you're not going to get it, not going to get it. But if w- once this works, it changes everything. Right. Wow. Uh, and that's what that's why people have been doing it. But on the other hand, you know, on the one of the more cynical side of things, people have said, you know, fusion power is a very very promising technology. It keeps promising. 
and promising oh. and well, promising. See, they need me to punch up their material. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. So, yes, the physics I mean, jokes are... Yeah. Yeah. You guys can get into it, sure. Give but a, no, but, a couple phone calls. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, I'll take a, a joke from another field and I'll apply it to physicists. What's the difference between a physicist walking across the road and a... And a uh, uh, well, I can't think of what the thing. A, uh, a, a, a toad hopping across the road. What's the difference between a physicist hopping across the road and a toad hopping across the road? Yeah. The toad might be on the way to a gig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Those are the jokes of what do you say would be when you yeah. kick a drummer out of a band. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I've got songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that, uh, what you were describing before about it being, like, unstable, yeah. is that the problem with fission? That's no, fission, we've worked out fission we've done for literally, you know, it's you know it was done in the 30s and so fission is when you break apart the atoms fusion is when you get the atoms to join together and release energy oh okay i was under the impression for some reason that fission was like more difficult to uh, execute and get energy from because it's, I don't it's more, know. It's more destructive, yeah. I think. No, no, no. Oh, Fusion. Come on, damn it. Uh, yeah. At least say Andy's almost right. Okay, yeah. Andy's almost right. Well, thank oh, you, perfect. thank you. In the sense that um, uh, fundamentally, if you're the most, uh, well, the first powerful bombs were, bomb atomic bomb was a fission bomb. Mm-hmm. And then um, that you can break apart uranium, that was the first one, and then you can break apart plutonium, you can get even more energy out of that. Um, the critical thing was later that and then you can actually have fusion bombs and that are those are the most destructive bombs that we have. Whenever nowadays we're talking about nuclear weapons in terms of the United States or the or Russians or China and so on, those are fusion bombs. We have them? We have them, yes. Okay, now what will what, what, happen? So fusion bombs are just... It, it, it's a bomb. That is just a huge explosion. Lots of heat and energy is released. And so, but the critical thing is that with a fusion bomb, even though it started off with a little fission bomb, it actually causes a lot more damage and from a v- very small amount of your... Your warhead is tiny. So you can launch something very tiny towards your enemy and then do massive destruction. And they've te- they tested Oh, yeah. This underground is a, and stuff? Uh, underground and overground. Uh, the, the, I think the Bikini Atoll one in the 50s was you know, a fusion bomb. So the fusion bombs have been around for a long time. But in terms of energy... Fission, and when we talk about nuclear reactors on the Earth, that's what we're talking about. You take either uranium, usually uranium, as th- that atom falls apart, you take the heat, you boil water, you get the steam, you turn a turbine, you generate electricity. Fusion on the other, but the problem is that then you have all this radioactive waste that's you have to do some, yeah, where do you put it? Fusion on the other hand doesn't have that problem. You can mm-hmm. get hydrogen atoms, you get them to stick together, they release energy, it creates the heat, you boil water, you know, steam turbine, etc. But at the end of the day, you're not left with this, what am I going to do with all this crap? Where am I going to store it? And so on and so forth. So again, it's it's a cleaner, huge, cleaner, huge amount of energy. Got you. Uh, but I will say this and uh, just. Uh, that is, we do have a fusion reactor. It's called the sun. So anytime you talk about solar energy, to some extent, we're doing that. We're taking yeah. using that fusion reactor and using the energy we're getting in the form of light here to convert it to electricity. But um, Hence the singularity. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, So we have hovercrafts. There's hovercrafts in this movie. I mean, they're not called hovercrafts. hovercrafts right, I don't yeah. know what the hell they're called, actually. Yeah. They're just like these bikes. Floating bikes. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, they were called the speeder bikes as far oh, okay. as the, 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 the name in the movie, but yeah. Oh, okay. Speeder bikes. Um, have you guys seen what I'm talking about? These hovercrafts that are on the water that have like a very thin layer of air? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's It just seems, I mean, maybe you know more about it than me, but I watched some videos this morning and it just seems very silly. It almost mm-hmm. seems like a waste because it's like, it's basically on the water. Yeah. So why... 
What's the point of it? What's the point of it? It's kind of cool, but well, no, the, most of them are for um, military landings because then you don't you don't have to switch from being a treaded or floating vehicle, you know, to to, to on land. land. So you know, so when you're deploying okay. people very quickly off of little ships, hovercraft are actually very. So the Marines usually use them a lot. <laughs> cool. I, I I landed on a t- oh, using a tail hook thing. Whoa! Yeah, I, la- I on, a, on, on a carrier. Yeah, because I was doing this rap around show for TNT, and they tricked me into it. They said it'd be like landing on a lake, and it was not landing on the lake at all. I was sitting in a C one thirty facing back, facing backwards, mm. backwards, and uh, and you know who else was on the flight with me it was Stephen Forbes. Oh. And that would have been the worst thing. I would have heard nothing, but he would have n- heard nothing about me. <laughs> nothing. Stephen Forbes dead. Yeah. Jew Always thinking about that when you're on a plane, right? They use a Jew comedian to try to st- staunch his bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. What? Uh, so the Death Star is a huge sphere. And yeah, I couldn't yeah. figure out what that it looks like a half of a planet. Is that what I'm looking yeah. at? Yeah, right. Well, that was the thing is they hadn't finished building this one versus the first one we saw was completed, so it was a complete yes. sphere. Right. This but one it was going to be a sphere. It was going to be a sphere again, yes. which again. is just way bigger yeah. apparently. So I was just going to ask from a spacecraft point yeah. of view, would we build something like that, and what would be the benefits to doing so? Well, things in space become spherical because of self gravity. Mm-hmm. So. That is, you know, if, 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 if something isn't big enough, if you're an asteroid or a little comet, you're shaped like a potato, basically, or some random. But as you get bigger and bigger, then as you're pulling in every direction, more or less, you have enough pulling. Uh, you Whatever you're made out of, you basically force it into a sphere. So that's why planets are spherical. Sorry, flat earthers. <laughs> every other planet isn't a sphere. Oh my god! I was still holding out <laughs> one hole, and I was my thing was like it was a day of the Copperfields type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But in this case, that's literally the strangest thing to say that they would build it in a sphere because they have artificial gravity, so they can build it in any shape that want mm-hmm. they want and have people walking however they want on it. Gotcha. So the, the gravity of the thing actually may be something that they have to fight against because as they put all of that mass together their structure as you can see it's it's like girders and so on yeah. it's not solid so those girders have to be really tough to resist the self-gravity of all of that material they're putting together yeah so, I had a feeling it was like counterintuitive to build a huge yeah. spherical spaceship but I, I'm, 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 I'm not sure if it's entirely counterintuitive but I, I certainly didn't come up with something obvious that is you build it only to the level of what you need that right. is you can it can be any shape it doesn't have to be <laughs> spherical. Yeah. yeah and, and that's one of the things Star Wars did very well. It was more or less sort of pioneered originally by the, the Enterprise on Star Trek because it doesn't have a plane-like or a rocket-like shape. It was mm-hmm. this weird disc and then these tubes and then yeah, Millennium cool. Falcon was this weird thing which has the cockpit only on way on one side and the X-Wing fighters sort of look like planes but then some of the other spaceships don't look like anything. Yeah. But why does it have to be spherical? It's not really obvious to me why it had to be spherical. It just needed to be a giant gun that needed, you know, <laughs> and was firing on things and then, you know, crew quarters, crew quor- cruise quarters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's also protected in this film mm-hmm. by a shield from uh, from Endor's moon. Yeah. Shields in Yarnell. 
<laughs> oh wow! <laughs> he doesn't get that. Nope, right? nope. God. You heard, you got that? Yes. Holy Christ! <laughs> what is it? Since now you like, got to tell me. It's a like a musical group. Yeah, or a, way back. A when. magic group from the seventies, <laughs> Shielding Yarnell. See, it's uh, it's people are learning from this podcast, but not just science. Yeah, yeah they're learning obscure <laughs> references. That's yes. exactly right. And now yeah. they can research. What the hell is Andy talking about? Why does he like that? Does he like that? What My is friend Philo T. Farnsworth said, "I really need to cut back <laughs> on the uh, references." <laughs> so. My question, I guess, there is, well, first of all, I thought it was funny that they don't say the name of the moon. <laughs> they just say Endor's moon. Or well, no, Endor's they, say they identify it as moon. the forest moon of Endor, indicating right. that there's like the desert moon of Endor and the yeah. you know, mountainous moon of Endor. <laughs> so I thought that was a little bit strange because they kept kind of almost yeah. dancing around what the hell this place is called. Yeah. Because it looks like people <laughs> live there and shit. Yeah. Like, it's a it fucking, should have a name. It's a place. So yeah. call it something. Uh, you call everything else some crazy yeah. name. Call it something. Uh, and then... Then I, I was curious about, yeah, just this this shield that's being powered by this huge generator that's protecting this thing. Mm-hmm. And that if you think we could build something like that to protect the Earth, because very clearly we mm-hmm. are destroying it. Uh, the ozone layer is being destroyed and such. And so I don't know. Uh, well, that, we that's the one thing. I, yeah. Well, uh, one one quick thing. We're actually doing better on the ozone layer. Oh yeah. <laughs> where it's the, the CO two that's really bad. Oh great. Yeah. We filled in the. Uh, oh, so the ozone layer, we're good. Well, no we're getting better. No, 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 no. We we're, we're getting most of it back. I mean, that was that was that's one of the biggest successes of international politics over the past thirty years. Oh great. So everybody, take a second to enjoy yeah. that victory. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And also uh, the technology that produces not just a CPAP machine, but the ability. To clean the CPAP machine I mean, with ozone of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't been feeling good for a couple of weeks. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think the, um, so the, the, the shield idea starting from, you know, with Star, us, Wars. Star Wars, whenever we're debating, even in Star Trek, there's all these shields. It's always this, Everything has a shield. Everything has a shield. And it's so amazing. I'm thinking, we don't we have a shield. Well, why can yeah. we get a shield? Uh, well, the shields that they always talk about are some form of energy that's projected, you know, and sometimes even called an electric, you know, it's electromagnetic shield. It's like, well, it's like magnetism. I mean, if it's made out of metals, it'll, it'll you know, it'll attract it. Uh-huh. <laughs> or, you know, if you want to sort of deflect it, it becomes very difficult to deflect things. Although if you are, um, you can actually see if you uh, cool down things to very, very low temperatures, these things called superconductors, they actually have a magnetic field. And if you put it on a magnet, it doesn't actually go through, it floats. Oh. So. There, there are ways of doing these things, but not in the classic science fiction sense of protecting Well, the yourself. theremin, if you use a theremin <laughs> and you combine it with crazy music, yeah. mm-hmm. then you're like, well, it is crazy music. Yeah. Sorry, I doubled it. Then you could probably do a yeah. force field type thing. Yeah, the, I, I think it would be ideal, but no one I, no one I know of has ever come up with any, any way of actually creating the equivalent of that kind of an electromagnetic or, or a force field that's projected that protects you because things can't get through it. Got you. Okay. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it, I was hoping uh, we got some cool uh, shields coming yeah, up not, from not JPL. Quite, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, you know, the shields that we have are actually just things, you know, we still are working on them, but you know, just, was it last month, I think? we uh, There was a test of an anti-ballistic missile, so that is you, it's like shooting a bullet with another bullet. We can do that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah. The Scud missile, would you miss the whole Scud missiles? Yeah, it was unbelievable. No one would ever get hurt again. Two, I think. They showed I, I missed you. it. They showed you exactly, it goes <laughs> down the thing, boom. Yeah. Everybody go home. That sounds dangerous, actually. Yes. <laughs> that sounds actually yeah, terrible. So it's still not the most efficient way, but that's the best way we can do it, is you have, whatever's coming at you, you hit it before it hits with you. the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
the lightsabers in in these Whoa. movies, they, from what I understand, it's like just a really hot uh, laser of some sort that would like yeah. cut right through stuff. And then every now and then it does that. It yeah. will cut through Darth Vader's hand and so on. Yeah. Uh, but there's so many times in this movie where somebody's hit with a lightsaber and they just get knocked over. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, oh man, like it's a bat. So I thought <laughs> yeah. that was like really... I don't know. I just hated it, I guess. Well, the, 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 the power of the lightsaber has, you know, always fluctuated in many ways. I mean, yeah. Vader gets, you know, tapped on the shoulder a little bit and gets this, this little thing. And then, but then he can throw his lightsaber and bring down an entire bridge <laughs> right. made out of metal. It goes just, right through the metal. Yeah, just like with, like it's nothing. Yeah. And so I just uh, wanted a little bit more consistency there yeah. because it happened a lot yeah. towards the beginning of the film. Like as soon as Luke gets free yeah. and starts, you know, they they have that little battle sequence with yeah. that weird uh, uh, creature that's eating people yeah, in the, the sand. Yeah. Oh, I don't like. Oh, I don't need to see that <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. Again. <laughs> Too they far. just during that trigger, battle. Yeah, trigger warning, please. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't like plants that eat people. You're not about that. Yeah, I still like it better than torture. Torture mm-hmm. is my. I can't watch the movie Reservoir Dogs. I can't watch any movie. If you tell me there's going to be torture in it. You're out. That's it. What else is on that list? Like, do you not like horror movies? Do you like horror movies? I do like, I do, but not that much. Mm-hmm. I do kind of want to be scared, but I don't want anything too graphic. See, yeah. I listen to uh, true crime stuff. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I like that too. Because I have OCD and ADHD, so I, I'm shopping, and uh, or as I say in my act, it's like I will watch a Dateline where a woman drowns her whole family just to take the edge off of Trump. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Just right. to you can't go, <laughs> don't go too literally into the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm kind of the same way. I like the suspenseful stuff. Yeah, I like when it's like more stuff. of a thriller, but if it's like yeah, too gory, I'm well, not there was there was this whole genre. Which has been dubbed torture porn, and, and basically of the horror movies, I can't stand those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I will say, I mean, uh, Alien, even though it has a very gory scene in it, in 1979's Alien, mm-hmm. my God, that was. I mean, that's a horror movie that I will watch. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm scared to have seen that movie. Yeah, it's. It, so I should see it then, right? It's there is one very graphic scene but other than that most of it it just yeah, it's sly it's scary it's suspenseful I agree it's a fantastic horror film yeah. I love Alien yeah, and love uh, the sequel actually strangely enough to change genres the sequel is actually much more of an action movie yes but the original Alien is almost gothic horror because they're trapped it's, it's dark, dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a, cool yeah, and, and, and it's, the acting is great and I don't know it's, it's yeah. a good one and there's a podcast episode about it I believe it's number <laughs> three or so so check that out if you haven't um, so uh, the forest vehicles also reminded me about these scooters that are uh, everywhere and so I oh just, those bird things yeah exactly oh, those so, things are going to be the death of us <laughs> I swear to I God they're multiplying they multiply how do they multiply on their own like that <laughs> they're know. mating yeah you know how they were, and well you, they've been released into the wild and nobody knows once that happens it's a buck it's a buck first it's a buck they say yeah they say but then you're going to be on that on. It's like, how is everyone not going to die? I don't know, but they're everywhere, especially here in this Santa area. Santa Monica too. Yeah, it's uh, like, West Side. I mean, our, our side of town hasn't quite gotten them yet, but I'm very curious to see what happens when they happen. do come. Yeah. Um, and that brought me to wonder about future transportation. So I'd like to play a game here, which I'm calling "Hope You Can Endure This Game." Uh, if you 
I mean, just as a guess, before we even play the game, like, how do you guys see the future of transportation? Because clearly cars are very stupid and they run on gas for the most part and there's a million of them. I mean, I say a million as if it's a big number, but it's way more than that. Um, so, I mean, do you think we're going to like be using cars for the next 10, 50 years? Are we going to change to something else? What's the, I don't know, what do you guys think? I'll go first because you know, there's no information coming from me. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I think it'll be more like driverless cars and some variation of that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I agree. Actually, that's uh, I, at the end of the day, we've set up our towns and cities in such a way to be served by cars primarily. I mean, right. there's a few cities, you know, New York and Boston and so on, but most cities are not really designed, and particularly, you know, in the United States, post World War II expansion was such that these, you know they were made possible by the automobile. So you, you're going to have to be so, doing something along those lines. But the fact that everybody individually drives themselves and you're subject yeah. to all of the, the foibles of human errors and so on and so forth, yeah. I think that the self... I, I, I'm amazed that I'm even talking about this because to me this would have sounded like a hundred years from now. But my daughter is about to turn six. I don't know if I'm going to have to teach her how to drive. Wow. And that is within 10 years, I'm, we may have it to the point of, I don't know about that. I don't know years. about it, but I'm but saying that's that's, uh, that's, that's that's what I mean, is that it's yeah. getting to the point of like, do I, you know, do I have that same experience that my parents had, you know, going in an empty parking lot and being very nervous when I was driving and they were like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That was really fun, though. <laughs> yeah. I really like that experience. Yeah. I hate it because I oh. have OCD really badly. And it took me three times to pass the driver's test because on the second driver's test, the driver guy said, watch out, you're going to hit that car. So I didn't pass the second one, but I did pass the third one. But in my 20s, and not, uh, and this is something for mental health, I didn't know what OCD was. This was back in the 70s, and I don't know if I'm people. I used to think I'd hit somebody. I'd hit something in my car, and I would convince myself it could have been a person. Wow. So I would be, if I if you told me at age six that one day I wouldn't have a drive, I would have been so thrilled yeah. to get that one OCD thing off of me. Yeah, I, I hope that that's the case. I think that that would be great. I, I know that there's certain uh, driverless cars now, yeah. but that they've you know, some tests are not great or whatever. You mean whatever. like Jay Leno at a corporate gig? <laughs> oh! oh. 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 Arius! <laughs> so, and I think we just need better public transportation. I think we need more massive, uh, I don't know if they're on magnets or whatever <laughs> in the future, but just places where I can go from, you know, the east side of L.A. to yeah. the west side of L.A. underground or whatever the hell it is. Well, I think that's going to happen Elon in Musk. some fashion, either... Uh, I mean that's the flying car one, which is which were promised already. I'm waiting for my flying car. Yeah, it's 2018. We were supposed to be, but I think uh, if there's some version of that, but those versions would also have to be self-driving. That is, we're not going to have pilots. Everybody be a pilot and right. driving their own well, little pod from here to East LA. So that that leads me here perfectly because these future vehicles, most of them, you need a pilot's license. Uh, but these are prototypes, or I think some of them you can get currently or in the next few months, uh, and some of them. I made up. So okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the name and you tell me uh, if it's legit or if okay. it's not. Okay. So the name of the first one is the Velo Velocopter. Hmm? Velocopter. Real? Not real. Not real. I'll go real. It is real and it looks like a big drone basically. Oh, okay. And I don't know, it fits a person or two and they're <laughs> doing testing on it. <laughs> uh, the next one is called Flying V. Well, it's a guitar. That's true. It's fake. 
I'll go fake. It is fake, but I was taking it more from the Mighty Ducks. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, hockey movie. Uh, yeah. Okay. Lilium. I'll go real on this one. I take it with Valium. Yeah, very good. Real. <laughs> I'll very go real, good. too. I'll copy the real. It is real. This is the world's first electric vertical takeoff and landing jet, um, and I think they are for sale. Whoa, okay. I, I, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So you can get that, but you do need a pilot's license. Can I ask a question off that? Why are these helicopters always coming down? Why is it just the you know, the Blackhawks, and why do they always crash? The hell is it just helicopters dangerous inherently? Um. Partly, but I think the, the well, the the military just flies them so often that is. I mean, okay. but again, even if you look at their track record, they're really, really safe okay. compared to the number of hours of flying that they do, and so on and so forth. Gotcha. So, and I think uh, in general, uh, whenever they, of course, it's it's also big news. That is, we don't hear about an individual auto crash for us. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of so, <laughs> the FL Zero Rider. Please. Yes, I have one. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to say no. It is fake, Varujan. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it sounded like Flow Rider, which is the name of a rapper, and my home state of Florida. Oh. So, got Flow, Rye, Duh. Duh. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> the Pal V personal flying car. I say yes. Yeah, I'm going to go yes on that. Yes, one. that is correct. And this one looks like a, it's like a three-wheeler, like two wheels in the back, one in the front. Oh, okay. So, and it does drive around, but then it becomes like a helicopter. Okay. So I think they will be available soon, which uh, all of that frightens me. Yeah, I mean, I, if you just look at the sky at night, just easier to do. I mean, the number of flying airplanes, you know, just... Commercial, just personal private planes in LA is huge, and I know I have friends who fly, mm-hmm. and they always talk about how difficult it is to fly in LA because there's so many people. Having these guys going in the middle of all of that is going to be crazy. And Harrison Ford. Oh, and Harrison and Ford. And Harrison Ford crashing into stuff on yeah. top of it. Uh, last one, the E Hang One Eighty Four. Yeah, that's definitely. I have the prototype. Wow. <laughs> Connected. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go no on that one. <laughs> uh, Andy's right. Uh, and for this one, I think it's the only one where you don't need a pilot's license. Whoa. And it looks like a car that is also a drone. Okay. So it oh. has like little, yeah, uh, propellers. Wow. So you can look forward to that, guys. Maybe your daughter uh, getting one of those. Yeah. Oh, well, then she's, she's on her own learning how to fly that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be able to teach her that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I had some more points about the movie. Mm. So Leia is the only other Jedi besides Luke. Well, not quite a Jedi, but certainly has force abilities. The ability to be a Jedi, yeah. right? That's what, is it? what is a Jedi exactly for the lay person like me? The idea is somebody who is trained well enough to use the force to great effect. Oh, okay, okay. Jedi. Okay. So my question there is that Luke learned this fairly early on in the movie. Yeah. A, doesn't really tell Leia about it till later on. And then even after he tells her, mm-hmm. doesn't do anything about it, doesn't train her at all. Wouldn't it be uh, helpful <laughs> to Leia and the people around her if he gave her some Jedi training and said, like, you have the ability to do this. You can manipulate people's minds. You can maybe move something with your mind. You can fight at a very, you know, extreme level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, he just, like, doesn't tell her, then lets her know. And then just says like, "Well, good luck. Well, good luck in this battle." Well, the thing is, it's 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 a little bit worse than that. It's that he tells her, and he says, "If I don't come back, you're the only hope for the alliance." Yeah, who's going to train, train her? Who's going to train her? <laughs> Schmuck. Yeah, 
I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I thought that was so ridiculous. Um, I like when things bother people in these movies. <laughs> and you're trying to tell me that that's a, fa- that's a phaser? That that's going to... That's the line. Yes, it is. There it is. <laughs> Come on. I hold it like an improv phaser phone. <laughs> improv phaser phone. <laughs> um, okay, so wait. This is a... Oh, this is the movie where he says it's a trap. I think I just have to say that yeah. because the internet is obsessed with that well, scene. Well, not just that. Go- and because I watched the trailer so many times... Yeah. Those are the only words spoken in the original trailer. What? Everything else is... Everything else is just action, and there's a voiceover that says, you know, return to a galaxy far away, blah, blah. So the voiceover is good, but the only dialogue from the movie <laughs> in the trailer is, it's a trap. Wow. <laughs> it's I a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh, and originally, that was, it's a trick. And it didn't... Oh, uh, it didn't fly. Didn't test well, well or something, okay. and so they changed it. It's a trap. Which is friggin' great. Um, okay, so anything uh, to plug? Varujan, you have... Uh... Uh, yeah, no, there's several missions coming up. Uh, so <laughs> it's very soon to when we're taping. I don't know when this will be out, but November 26th, 2018, Insight Lander will be the next mission to Mars. Landing on Mars will deploy a seismometer to look for Mars quakes, which tells you about the interior of Mars. Uh, really important because Mars used to be like Earth and it's not like us now. And it has, mm. looks like it has something to do with the why it lost its magnetic field. Uh, it has to do with how molten the interior is. So it's really an interesting mission. That's very soon. Then right after that, there's OSIRIS-REx, which will go into an orbit around an asteroid called Bennu. Mm. And eventually will return a sample from Bennu to Earth. And then finally, there's the New Horizons missions, which New Horizons mission, which went to Pluto and got, got us those beautiful images of Pluto. Well, it passed by that. Now it's been targeted at a smaller icy body, even further than Pluto, and that will be at the beginning of January. So look forward to those things. It's like one one after another. Lots of space stuff coming at you. Nice. Lots cool. of real space stuff. Okay, great. Oh my God, what could I say now that would be me anything? You haven't sent my anything. Perpetual, yes, yeah, so far. My perpetual motion machine is almost done. Oh, Yay! that's cool. Yeah, it's like it's incredible. You ever see those things? You like there's like a, a mar- Marbles and you, and oh yeah, and, and it never stops. It eventually, does I found out. Oh, <laughs> I have a, a podcast called uh, Thought Spire, which is me and Jay Elvis Weinstein, and he's a comedian. And it's just we have no guests, we have nothing. It's just two Jews, two hours, two microphones. Nice. And uh, we try to figure out things and complain. Great thought spiral. Thought spiral. Okay. Anything else people should look out for? I'll be. I don't know when this is coming out, but I'll be at Union Hall in New York City the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Okay, I'm not sure when it's coming out either. I got to be honest with you, but uh, if it's if it's after that, I'll cut that out. <laughs> and if not, I think I'll I'll survive it. Go, Did they ever get that plug in? <laughs> <laughs> this All is right. a lot of fun. This is really fun. No, it's, yeah, uh, are, again, had a lot of fun. Again. Thanks so much. Had a great time as well. Uh, hopefully, we can get together again soon. Maybe do another Star Wars or a Star Trek if you're into. Happy that to too. do it. Absolutely. Or Galaxy Quest. Or Galaxy Ooh, Quest. That's a good one. That's a great one. Uh, thank you very much, both of thank you, for you being guys. here. Uh, thanks for having me. Had a great time. We'll see you next time. Yep. So long. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Bad Science with Ethan Ethenberg. If you don't forget to get a Burrell's transcript, send six ninety nine to Pharrell's transcript. Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and Edward Gullett, and the producer executive is Brett Kushner. 
Sorry for my half-assed Yoda. I'm only doing one take of it. Anyways, follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show, or you can email us badscience at seeker.com. That's badscience at seeker.com. I love getting the emails from you guys. It means a lot to hear how much you're enjoying the show and to get your movie recommendations. I try to write back to everybody, so if I haven't written back to you, I will do so very shortly. If you want to help the podcast, you can rate and review. That is always great, but I personally prefer if you just tell a friend about the podcast. Give them a fact that you learned and let them know that you're not going to be friends with them anymore unless they start listening to the podcast. I think that's totally fine. Threats make friends. I always say that. Okay, I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. Be grateful for what you got. And I'll see you next week where the episode will be free willy. I know I said that last time and it was a lie because of this special 30th episode Star Wars Andy Kindler. But next week is actually free willy. So tell your pet killer whale to get excited. See you then. Bye.